Welcome back to Happiness Habitat. On this episode of Happiness Habitat, you're going to get to hear from Michelle Brown, a powerhouse in the world of media and marketing. As a celebrity host, marketer, and the host of the popular Red Podcast and iHeartMedia, Michelle has made a name for herself in the industry. But her journey to success wasn't your typical cookie cutter. After leaving her high-level corporate job, Michelle took a leap of faith to pursue her other passions and build a career on her own terms. Over this episode, Michelle shares her inspiring story of taking risks and carving her own path to success. She'll also be sharing the valuable lessons and practical tools she's learned along the way that can help you live a bold and fulfilling life, both in your career and your personal life. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Happiness Habitat. I'm very excited for today's episode because of a very special guest, Michelle Barone. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Jacqueline. I'm so excited to be here and uh, just can't believe that I'm here after we just met so recently. <laughs> okay, we need we need to tell this story before we, we really dive into it. So Michelle and I, we actually met at the Miami airport in the subway line. You know, you know, it's like when you run into those people that you're just like, I, I don't know who you are, but I know you're a superstar. That's what it felt like talking with you for that split second. So I'm so excited to actually have this conversation. Me too. You know, it's so funny. I was listening to you. You were on the phone just telling a friend or somebody about your day. And you're like, listen, I have been traveling for hours. This plane had to land. This plane got deboarded. I'm like, this poor girl. And I turn around. I'm like, I love her. I'm like, who is she? I want to get to know her. She's like amazing. Then I find out you live in, you know, in LA. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going there in a couple of weeks. We're meant to be best friends. Here we are. <laughs> instant friendship, instant friendship. Yes. I love it. And I'm so grateful for it. And I, you know, obviously since meeting you, I've done my own research on who you are and you're obviously a powerhouse. You have your own show, radio personality, host, marketer, big social media influencer. Can you just tell me a little bit about your journey and your story? It's kind of just to becoming this powerhouse woman to who you are. Cause there's Thank so much you. to it. You're so sweet. You are so sweet. And you are a powerhouse as well. And I'm so, so glad we met. And so Thank basically, you. um, years ago, uh, in my early twenties, I was, uh, I sang all over the place. I opened for acts like Neo and big, um, you know, dance acts. Anyone that was big in dance in 2008 to 2013, I did, I opened for them. Um, and I really, you know, after college just tried to get out there, built a great following from that, from music. I performed for a lot of people. Um, and led my way to iHeartRadio that, you know, I, I DJed with them for a long time. I was a jock on air for um, over 10 years. And now I have a podcast with iHeart and it's called Red, uh, Relevant Entertaining Dynamics. So excited to deliver that to the community of influencers and content creators. I think it's so important to shed light on these people that make such incredible content, you know, and to talk about the ideas behind the screen. So, um that's what I'm doing now. And in between, I landed a job at a local bank as SVP of marketing. So I learned um, a lot about marketing in its entirety from traditional marketing to, um, you know, new age, digital, social, all of that, and um, made waves in that industry. And, you know, I was on my way to being CMO. And I had a moment in COVID where I was stuck home with my kids. I had uh, a baby 
born February 5th, which was right before COVID hit a month before. And, um, my two toddler boys came home from school. I thought it would be two weeks, but it was a year. And I just, I couldn't even handle all three. I, it was insane. I questioned everything in my life. I'm like, do I really want this job? You know, I make great money and I work my whole life to get there, but is it what I want? And what I really realized is I have a larger purpose and I wanted to get out there and do something I love and live true to me. And that was more the influencer side, sharing stories and learning about people. I love to interview and I love to hear other stories because they spark new ideas and it just really helps humanity. And that's um, why I decided to leave my job. I know people there probably think I'm crazy because I was in this great seat. Um, but I think for me, this is what I needed. And I'm so thankful that I was able to do it. So um, here I am. And yeah, now just spreading stories and cheer and, and getting out there. And um, you're your incredible. Yay. You're, that's so incredible. What is it like having that aha moment? You know, you're, you're at the top of your career in a certain vertical. Like, what is that feeling like? And how do you make that jump? That was hard, you know. I, um, I was in my career for six years and we doubled the size of the bank. So the bank was at $145 million, uh, I'm sorry, $645 million. Um, my goal was to get it to a billion. We reached 1.2 billion. Um, the sales team was rocking. We hired the right people. We had the right synergy. It was like, you know, the perfect storm. You know, if you work for an organization and you guys have this jive, we had it. Like it was on point. Um, and that was hard to leave because a lot of the people there were my people and I love them. And I got so close to the salespeople and I loved the COO and my boss, the president, everybody, everyone was great. Um, it wasn't anything to do with the place. It was really what I wanted out of life. And when I sat down to reflect on, yes, I worked my whole life to become CMO and I was this close. And if I had stuck it out eight, nine months, 10 months, I would have been there. But you know, it was more about my purpose. And that was being front and center, sharing stories, getting on interviews and talking about, you know, the purpose of um, entertainment. I love entertainment. I love being on stage. I love talking to people in entertainment and saying, okay, how'd you make this video go viral? What was it that sparked the idea? What are you doing next? What can you tell us is coming? And that's really what I, I know drives me, you know? That's incredible. And what is, so talk, talking about entertainment too. So you were in yep. entertainment, left, yep. obviously came back to it. You know, how do you actually jump back? Cause that's not an easy thing to get back into, right? Or even like score upon. How do you, how do you do that? Is it perseverance, like persistence? What, what is it? Yeah. You know, when I decided to take the jump from the bank, um, I started to kind of reach out a little and see if my old connections were still around. Um, I was always involved in iHeart. So that relationship maintained because I always DJed on the weekends and, you know, hosted in between songs and stuff like that. Um, eventually, I reached out to them and said, look, I want to do something bigger. Here's what I'm thinking. I know this is crazy, but you have this huge platform of podcasts now. What can I do to be a part of it? I want to be top 25. Let's go. And um, they were like, listen, you know, it'll take time to build it, but let's do it. We're willing to take the risk. And I said, all right, let's do it. So use some of my relationships there. Um, I definitely still have record label relationships and still some some people out in L.A. that have helped jumpstart. 
Um, my whole thing is driving good content, you know, and making sure that I deliver what the audience wants to see. I have a primary, my primary audience is female. So I always want to give them something of value and something they love. So I'm surfing through that now and figuring out exactly where I'll land, but it's, it's going good. It's interesting. And I did, I, love it. I was a little nervous getting back in because, you know, I'm older when I was younger, it was different. Um, but I think if it's not music, music's tough to crack once you're 35, you know, they want young folks there that are kidless, but podcasting in this whole new world of influencing is all family friendly. And that's why I thought it was a great thing to do. That's epic. And how do you define good content? Cause good content, like there, for all the listeners out there, there are a lot of younger females that listen to the show who also might be starting out in the podcast world or trying to get into somewhere in the con the creator space. So what's a good way in your opinion to actually have a good eye of what's good content and, and put something out there? That's a great question. You know, um, you know, I always look at Mr. Beast. He's got the best dang content out there. That guy's incredible. <laughs> yep. He studied content. That's what he did for his in his life is study content. So he knows when things are going to go viral and how. You know, you can determine as a person, as an influencer, this content's good because it's what I feel my audience will like or what I am true to. And that's just good because that's how you feel as an influencer. But you can also determine good content on what goes viral, what you know, resonates with other people, what's relatable. Um, so I think there's different ways to look at what content is good. Obviously, quality needs to be good. Um, video, ideas, the way you word things. There's so much that goes into content. Um, and I, there's so much that goes into an Instagram influencer versus a TikTok influencer. It's totally different. A lot of people use the same, you know, repurpose the same content, but it really is truly different. What will hit on Instagram is totally different than what will hit on TikTok. Sometimes it's the same, but sometimes, most of the time it's different. So I think um, picking a niche is always important when determining good content and determining and identifying yourself and who you want to become or whatever it is that you're doing. If it's dancing with a group, if it's a family vlog, whatever it is, it's determining your niche and then just constantly hitting that on the head in anything you do, even if it's trending videos or educational and providing value to your audience. That I always find um, is what makes content good, is that value to your audience. Incredible, that's, I mean, listen, I'm grateful to just be on this conversation with you because all I'm hearing is value. So thank you for providing that to everybody right now. <laughs> You're so sweet, I wanna hug you. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I wish I hugged you in the airport. Maybe, I don't know, anyway. But no, it's okay. You'll be in LA soon. Wait, and let's talk about that really quick. So you're actually going to be in LA. Yes. And for the Grammys. Yes. Okay. Let's dive into that a little bit because I mean, you, you kind of shared a little bit about how you used, you were an artist or you, yep. you are. An, yeah. So you're going to the Grammys in what capacity? Mm -hmm. Like talk to me well, about I'm this. Singing, but I'm going as an attendee. I just, uh, I can't wait to get out there. Um, always wanted to go. I've been close several times, but this time I'm actually going. I'm excited. Um, yeah, baby, let's go. Um, and, you know, I think looking to gain, you know, people for my podcast and get, get out there, get to know people, um, interview some folks on the spot, which is always fun. And um, like I said, share stories, share stories, because I think that always helps better and, and helps the community 
further, you know, the world further through different ideas. And as people hear something, it sparks another idea for something that they can do that's even greater. So true. So true. That's one of the reasons why I actually love having a podcast, because it really carves out a time and an opportunity to connect one on one with someone who you've always wanted to connect with. Like, I think that's the coolest part of, you know, hosting a show or being on somebody's show. So I want to also kind of dive in a little bit. So you've had all these amazing, dynamic, exceptional career paths. What has been kind of that dominant factor that's allowed you to be successful in what you are pursuing? I think for me, it's just a fire in me. I don't know. I was born that way. My mom said when I started walking, I never stopped. Um, I just feel like um, I'm relentless, but in a great way. You know, the best way you can be. I'm definitely consistent in my efforts and I'm always helping other people. You know, people are saying, well, how'd you get here? And how'd you get this job? And how'd you move into this? It's really because I gave value to that other person that helped me on the receiving end. So, you know, if I provide value to somebody by connecting them to a business and they can sell their product to them, then, hey, they're now my friend for life and they're going to help me for the next thing. And I don't do it for that reason. I just love to help people. But that's given me that that's given me a lot of reciprocation thrown it my way, you know. Absolutely. And do you find because you're obviously juggling a lot of different things, which you have a family, you're working on with the podcast and other pursuits like how how do you actually manage your time? Because I don't even have kids yet, nor am I married. And I'm like, all right, we need to really carve out a lot of time for things. So how how can I learn from you? How do you manage your time so well? You are so sweet. Um, honestly, I think the best thing to do is really understand timing and expectations and deliver what you can. You know, if you have a realistic timeline of expectations and it really takes a village. I mean, let me just say that at home, it takes a village. My 80 year old mom lives with me. She helps me. My niece helps me. My husband's a big part of it. and He owns a business that's very successful and so busy. I don't even know how he does what he does. You know, my, my in-laws are helpful. I have a full-time sitter who helps, thank God. But we, you know, we make a lot of time for our kids. We prioritize nighttime and weekends for our kids, the best to the best that we can with a few here and there. Um, and we really, you know, just, you know, we have nine to 10 working hours in a day and you have to capitalize every single moment in that time. Um, you know, if I'm, as soon as I'm off this, I'm on a call. Sometimes I'm on two calls at once. Sometimes, you know, it's between negotiating, performing, whether it be on a podcast or it be in front of people or going into an executive meeting. Um, a big part of my business is a marketing company who I, I partner with someone on and her and I do, um, a lot of marketing for a lot of businesses. So, you know, I'd say half my week is consumed in that marketing company and the other half my week is podcast. Got it. Okay. I'd love to learn more too, just about your marketing company. Like how, sure. like what is your, yeah, tell me about it and kind of how did you come about it? Sure. So at the bank, that's what I did. I was uh, SVP of marketing. And um, again, we do PR, social, digital, every type of marketing, traditional uh, web development. If we don't have someone internally that does it, then we ha- we outsource. So, um, you know, uh, the businesses that we take on are different. We don't like to market in the same market, the same type of customer, because we like 
to have our customers have a competitive edge. Um, the model works out really well. We've been in business a year. I left the bank a year ago. So we've been in business a year yeah. and it's going good. My partner's awesome. She's cutting edge. She's young and just full of ideas and such a go-getter. And um, she just knows how to prioritize and manage business so well. So I'm lucky to have her and we have an awesome team under us. One of um, our employees is my niece and she's a TikTok influencer. She's incredible. She's got 175,000 followers and a few million likes. And, um, you know, she deals with lifestyle and vlogging. So she does all of our clients, influencer marketing, TikTok marketing. Um, and to have her on our team is is interesting because uh, I know a lot of firms offer that, but we have someone that really does it and understands it well. So it's exciting to have her um, and exciting for us too. And, um, and, you know, we have another person on our team who's awesome graduating college and then coming on full board. So it's going good. It's going good. It's been a heck of a year. I'll tell you. Woo. That's, that's crazy. So. And you actually, uh, you mentioned something too, that I, I absolutely do align with, which is, you have someone that's doing social media marketing who's actually a social media influencer themselves. Exactly. I feel like there's so many companies and, and they go both ways that have these creators that will work for them and that's phenomenal. Or on the other end, they have someone doing marketing who is not in this space at all. And so like even the company that I work for right now, the same thing goes for them where they have people who are actually creators and influencers that are providing their insights and their skill set and knowledge, you know, to their clients, which is so valuable. It is. So I'd love to kind of dive in too. It's like, sure. how, how does one really go about kind of building, building that type of uh, like structure within their company, right? Where you have, you have somebody who, you know, is a super expert in this. Like, are you, what's the best way to build, would you say a company in today's world, you know, that, that allows the best value? Oh my God. I just kind of a thousand, loaded question. <laughs> I have a thousand thoughts in my head because it's so complex, right? Um, building a company has its own set of things and then building um, the right team members as another whole set of, of, of things. I, I'll just leave it there. But um, as far as the influencer side goes and, and how to choose someone and how to build it, I think, um, you know, having someone that's really interested in the marketing side, that's as well as an influencer is super important. Obviously, these content creators want to get involved, understand the algorithm. That's half of their battle. Half of its content, the other half is how do we make this go somewhere? Um, so having the person that's an influencer or content creator work for you, they already face the same problems that your customers are going to face. So as if they care about it, that's half the battle. Just having them care that this content goes somewhere, that the content's good, and again, defining what good is, and then to the customer and making sure they see the value in that content, and then pushing it, right, and getting it out there, and understanding the marketing side and the organic side versus paid, and what's the difference and how it's ever-changing, and their willingness to learn. I think that's how you figure that out. Um, I think also personality plays a big role. If you jive and you love coming to work, you guys make so much more headway than if you um, hire someone just based on expertise, but that's just kind of like, I don't like <laughs> You can teach anyone who's hungry something. So to me, it's more about having that right personality who's a go-getter, who loves what they do, who um, 
can't wait to come to work every day and learn something new and take what they know already and make it even better. Epic. It sounds like you've done a phenomenal job at building culture. I mean, yeah. you did that in your last role as well. What are some yep. of the best ways you think to sustain and build culture in, in a company? You know, it's a great question. I always say it's great leadership, and I'm not saying because of me. I think any, <laughs> I'm not. I, I'm not even saying I'm a great leader. I'm just saying that great leadership is so important, and great leadership means inclusivity, including people and in things they want to be a part of. That's the number one way to me to get people to to buy into what you're doing and to really believe it and work for it. You know, if you're like, hey, you know, someone likes to go to events and you have a big event coming up and you can get them in and it's exclusive and it's cool. That person will love you forever and do whatever. And again, I don't do it for that reason. If I can do it, I'll make it. I first thing I say to, to, to a person when they work for me is what are your goals? Forget my goals for a minute. What are your goals? Now I know they, hey, they want to go to a huge event. This is what they're looking to do. In, in now or in another life, they'd love to be a flight attendant. Great. For their birthday, I'm going to get them on a helicopter. Those are the things that matter to those people. It's not about what matters to me. Yes, they have to meet my need as a leader, but it's really about what matters to them and, and you know, understanding and defining that so that you can provide the best experience for them and they can give you the best outcome overall. That sounds incredible. Um, this is where I would like to apply to uh, work for you. Um, I... <laughs> Come on over, girlfriend. Let's go. What are you doing in your current job? Should we just make this happen here now or what? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I'm. it sounds wonderful, the business that you've built. Are there any other practices that, you know, or thing values that you instill that you think are really important even to carry over to other companies as well? It's so funny you mentioned that. Uh, one of my partner, and she was a, an employee prior to that um, in the marketing business, always says, can you just leave a camera right on your desk? And I just want to like hear what you said again. And I feel <laughs> like all day, like when something happens, I'm like, oh, let's try it like this because I think this will provide more value. Or, oh, in the past, I did it like that and it didn't really work. Let's try this. And here's why. I think explaining why is very important. People are invested when they understand why. You know, if they're just told what to do, oh, hey, can you send this email? Oh, hey, can you do that? They're like, okay, I'll send the email. Okay. But if you say, listen, you're a big part of this because I need it to look like this and here's what I expect and this is why it's going to help and benefit you and ultimately the company, that's when I think, um, again, it's, it's all about that leadership and that's when I think you get the best out of your employee. And the thing for me is, look, some days they're going to come in and not give you their best. Some days they're going to come in and want to talk their problem and, and you won't have the patience to do it. Some days they're going to come in and you're, they're going to say, look, you know, I don't feel like it today. And we're going to talk about it. Why don't you feel like it? What's the problem? What can I do to help you? Those are the things that matter to somebody. It's not about the work. The work will get done. The work will get done. Your needs will get met with the right person. It's about really caring for that person, providing empathy, and giving them what they need out of the situation and their employment. That's beautiful. And that's felt, by, by the way. Like, I've been in positions or unfortunately, I was not in that position where the person whom I worked for actually cared, right? They just wanted to see clock in, clock out, do this, where it felt so cold versus what you were just saying, which is like actually care about the person that you work with. And it's yeah. so important. I, I have to ask, are you, so do you guys actually work in an office or are you guys all digital or is it hybrid? 
We do. Um, it's a little like I could show you it. Okay, let's take a little look. <laughs> so we're getting the tour right now. <laughs> this is Ashley. She's got her headphones on. Say hi. So Ash. awesome. Hi. And then we have Gabby here and Stefania here. They're not here right this now. They're is- shoot right now. Um, and oh, we this have is wonderful. Here, he's behind. Amazing. Me. And it's in my, so my husband owns a landscaping commercial cleaning company and, um, he owns the building and we're here in a, a five person suite. So, so epic. Mm-hmm. that's epic. Okay. Let's talk about too the hybrid or digital in person, you know, what do you, where do you think out of obviously now COVID's kind of over, where do you think that the landscape of work is going towards? Because you're obviously in an office right now, you know? Yeah, I'm in an office. Um, I am a new business and I wanted to establish culture. So I decided to go in office for the first two years. After two years, I'm all game to do whatever. Um, If a person needs a day to stay home and be in their pajamas, I'm all about it. Call me, just let me know. I really don't care. I know that people still work at home. I get a lot done at home when I don't have to hear someone on a podcast next door. Um, (laughs) So to me, it's like um, sometimes I get my best work done at home. I'm not adverse to at-home work at all. Um, I came from a culture that was adverse, um, but then during COVID had to you know, kind of allow it. Um, and now they're okay with it. And some companies are totally immersed in it. Some don't, um, aren't. But for me personally, I think you have to go at the times. I think people like a work-life balance. And I think that people like a remote in-office option. I, th- I think it's important to see each other once in a while. I, I don't know how companies run um, without ever being together. I met a friend on vacation that said to me, I've, I've never actually met anyone that works at this company. I've been there three years. That to me oh, is, wow. little, you know, <laughs> yeah. you guys just join up at a conference just so you know each other. But yeah. I, I like a balance, you know? Um, but if I have a, per, a person that's excellent and wants to work from home, I'm cool with that too. Whatever it takes that's to get awesome. the right people. That's so important. Well, it sounds like culture's high. You know, we got the work high. We got everything. We got everything up there. So, <laughs> I just learned a lot from you and I'm, yeah, so, so grateful to have had this conversation. Um, and I do want to, I do have a question I, I have to ask you. Sure. Which is, how do you define happiness? I love that question. That's a good one. And I've never been asked that. Um, I will say that, um, I think happiness is looking back and making sure that you capitalize on every moment so that at the end of the day, on your dying day, you're like, okay, I'm ready. I did it. I did everything that I was ready. I was here to do. You know, That's I went to a nursing home once, I've been many times. And, you know, you chat with these folks and they're like, man, I regret this and I regret that. And to me, when I'm there, I don't want regrets. So I'm living it now and I'm capitalizing on every single moment. That just gave me the chills. That's epic. <laughs> That's epic. You just ins- motivated me beyond. I I mean, I, I align so much with that. And I hope for all of you that are listening, feel that passion and power because it's so important, as you mentioned, to just live life. Live life with no yep. regrets. And thank you. Incredible. Yep. Thank you so moves. much. Make bold moves. Live your best life, baby. I love that. 
And it's not all about success. It's all about what makes you in your heart really happy. Like you got to feel something and just have no regrets, you know? Beautiful. And where can everybody find you? Sure. Uh, Michelle Barone online on Instagram and Michelle Barone on TikTok. And go to michellebaroneonline.com. You can also listen to my podcast too. It's uh, michellebaroneonline.com backslash red. And I can't wait to have you as a guest. (laughs) (laughs) Make sure you go check it out, everyone. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me on today's Happiness Habitat episode. Thank you. 